There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yo, 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 folks. The Yonko table has set sail yet again. Destination, the Grand Line, for our second episode for our One Piece Chronicles retrospective. In case you guys missed our first episode, we covered everything from Romance Dawn from Chapter 1 all the way through Syrup Village. So we kind of put everything together into one neat little bundle. But this time, we're devoting an entire arc to one episode because this arc in particular, right after Syrup Village, is quite a meaty one. And it goes by many names. Uh, <laughs> I call it Barite. <laughs> There's other interpretations. I'll let my fellow Yonko Grandmaster Hoop uh, jump in on pronunciations. How, how do you say Barite, <laughs> Grandmaster? I always said Barati, or I've heard Baratier, not Barite. I don't know where you got that from. <laughs> Um, you, when reading manga, you got to make up the words. As you, I thought <laughs> Hokage from Naruto was Hokage. You are a fool. Wow, no, how would you? How would you know? How There's would you know? They said it. No, they no, before the anime. You're before done. the anime. You're done. No, absolutely <laughs> not. No, AJ, no. Jesus. Goodness gracious. Uh, no, absolutely. I think that he's that's the one of the first things Naruto says. I'm gonna be Hokage. Before watching the anime, I only read the manga, so I didn't know how it was pronounced. And I said, Oh yeah, Hokage. Yeah. I mean, I, okay, I, I see your reasoning. English is really dumb in terms of you know of phonics and phonemic, whatever. Um that's a very it's, specific I, situation. Yes. Most people I, watch the anime. <laughs> right, right. That was most people's introduction to Naruto in like 2007 when it dropped the dub. But whatever, man. Barati, Barati, whatever you want to call it. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a game change. It's, I think it's the game changing arc in the East Blue Saga. With that's like, you know, it's the, when I say that, I mean, it's the, um, it kind of, it kind of sets the tone for this, the current arc and the next arc as far as kind of a, a gap is established here and we'll get into it, but it's a great arc. It's a great arc. I think it deserves this separate podcast, one coverage to take care of it. So um, I'm I, glad we're here to talk about it. It's going to be fun. I agree. I agree. It's a really big arc. We have Supernovas here to deep dive this with us today. Call me Kame Chris. It's the one, the only Nino Desplazado. And <laughs> let's get into it. Uh, Barati, uh, what did you guys think about this arc? Because, like, I, I think we mentioned it, or at least I mentioned it last week. This was my, uh, I guess that line in One Piece, at least for me, where it divided it from everything that came before it. You know, we got some tragic backstories in here, at least when because I I remember reading this in the monthly Shonen Jump, uh, you know, uh, magazines that would come out, and they would have like stuff with uh one piece naruto dbz every month 
this was the first time I actually gave a chance to a story that wasn't uh, Yu-Gi-Oh or DBZ and in <laughs> those monthly Shonen Jump stuff. Cause like back, back in the glorious days of ignorance, if, if it wasn't DBZ and if it wasn't Yu-Gi-Oh, I, I, I wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> so, so you can imagine, whoa, whoa, whoa. you can imagine, yeah. listen, era of ignorance, era of ignorance. You can I imagine I'm buying these 400, 300 page Shonen Jump volumes and I'm reading like less than a third of it. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe like six uh, magazines in, I'm like, okay, I, I got to read this. I got to check in. And the first, the first one I read was Sanji's backstory, got hooked. And that's all she wrote. What did you guys think about this arc overall? I just think overall it's a it's a pretty good arc. Uh, I think, uh, well, I, I mean it's very early on, but like it 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 starts giving you the One Piece kind of formula where multiple things can happen in one arc that aren't necessarily specific to the current going ons of the arc, uh, and that it that just kind of sets the tone for like where we're heading with one piece and also this arc opens up the door to a lot of the lore not a lot of the lore but one good faction of the lore that my background is that's the thing i'm referring to uh you know as far as lore expansion so it does you know it does the good hawk? at yeah the hawk right For our audio listeners they can't see oh yes it's hawkeye mihawk giving zoro the business after zoro says oh no don't cut me down with a, a, a thingy coming down for real he's like okay <laughs> but um so yeah i think that's why this 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 separates the arc this this arc previous you know to the previous ones orange uh town and syrup village and all that this one like kind of set the tone for me like i was like damn the stakes are kind of high uh even watching because again my first exposure was four kids it may have not been a bloody fest but i was like damn they the stakes are high did, like, did he still cut him in four kids? I mean, yes, but like, there was you know, no blood. See it. Yeah, and there's no okay. blood, right? I, I so. don't know if they replaced his blade with like a balloon sword. Well, no, the, the biggest edit is that his his blades don't form a cross. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Can't have biblical references. Yeah, no, no biblical, right? It's fun. <laughs> funny how that, how that ages with the arcs to come. <laughs> but um what do you call it um this arc really is i think it sets up a formula for one piece to follow and I, I, this is just something that like i think one piece does very well that you mentioned that multiple things can happen in one arc like usually some like a battle has to finish and then people have to talk about it and then something happens um and i'm thinking about like other like very big um like very big series like they don't have as many moving pieces as like this little arc had because you had the whole thing with you know with sanji then zoro then luffy and then nami and she's leaving and then the crew gets split and the crew gets split up at the end and that's a very big one piece uh trend that happens they love splitting <laughs> yeah and it's it's just very interesting because other other shonen and especially other of the big three they aren't as intricate in this arc like everyone kind of had were kind of laser focused on things that were happening 
And One Piece was just like, no, everything's going to happen at the same time and you're going to have to deal with it. No, I, I agree. I definitely liked how they kind of expanded the lore or opened people's eyes to how big the world of One Piece was. Because in previous arcs, it, it was very, uh, I, I think Nino mentioned, it was like very laser focused. Like we're on this island, this guy is the villain, and that's all we're going to be talking about. That's all we're going to be dealing with. This is the first time we get introduced to something where Mihawk has not, like, he is not the villain of this arc. He is just someone that comes in, shows his business, and dips. But it makes you question, like, wow, he's he's a big player in this, in this field of One Piece. He's from the Grand Line, a destination we're trying to get to. And he's a member of the Seven Warlords, the, the, the Shichibukai. And... I mean, I don't know about you, but from here, I started thinking, man, if, if this guy is one of them, what, how are the other six like? He just one-shotted uh, the second strongest dude on the team. How are they going to survive on the on the grand line? Uh, yeah. By that point, we like know um, just as far as like uh, the rankings of the Marines and then um, you got the Warlords. I think like by then we knew like all the rankings. And I think just to see him was, uh, it was, I, for me, I, I was like, how big does this get? Uh, <laughs> like, how strong are they? Because then you start, and you know, at this point too, you're always, you're, because the first episode was so, you know, it was very recent. I always think like, okay, compare it to Shanks, like how, um, you know, how strong is he compared to like what Shanks is? Like, how strong do these characters really get? And then... It just as far as like um like where the direction of the straw hats go like they're really solidified like i feel like this really solidifies each like each character has really had a moment now and now we're like attached to the um i always in my head they're the main cast only because they like we started with Usopp, nami zoro and sanji and i'm like okay now we got the main cast anybody after is kind of like when you just, say the main cast, like, you mean the like uh, of the Straw Hats? The OG, the OG five, right? Yeah, like yeah, like these are like we really see like the five that we're like very honed in on at all times, like really come into character, and then you you get you have an idea at this point of like like how each person is, and then as far as like with Sanji, and then like um just like how they pick him up to, I think it's just like a great um. I, this was like one of my favorites only because Sanji is like my favorite character out of all of them personally Ooh. <laughs> which which there's a lot of reasons for why <laughs> there's a lot to like about Sanji definitely. yeah <laughs> a lot of very specific things about Sanji that like I really like but this really um his uh like a stubbornness um as far as like um you know he will he won't allow no one to not eat like you know like just like all of that that comes with it like it's just i i feel like i just really like him as a character and this really i guess um like i said earlier solidified like his character and him being like the last of the main you know straw hats that we really get do i mean since you mentioned it do, do we want to talk about sanji the star of the show i mean yeah how he's can we not yeah, he's definitely we the star. To. Yeah, we we have to. Um, could we say? Is... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, could we say of the backstories of of the Straw Hats? Uh, you know, 
his backstory is pretty dark. Uh, now, with that said, obviously there's more to his backstory, but whoa, even, whoa, whoa, uh, yeah, I foreshadow, I foreshadow. I don't know how to expand on his backstory without without like bringing up other stuff. So, well, I'm like, you know, oh, just whoa. you can you can ex you can talk about you know just. His no, trials with know. Zeph and what happened with Zeph. I'm that's all I'm talking about. Just the trials with Zeph, you know. Mm -hmm. Like you want to talk about Sanji, you gotta talk about where he comes from. Uh, I don't even remember really what happened. What he stowed away and uh what they got into a storm and then him and Zeph are like about to drown. No, well, he didn't yeah. he didn't stow away. I thought he was like an actual like um like, like a chore boy chore boy on the ship that was a re i don't know if it was a restaurant ship i don't, I don't think it yeah. was yeah no a, no it was it was just a regular ship but it wasn't that had a, a kitchen restaurant ship. that yeah. had a restaurant yeah and okay in it, yeah got and it he was like yeah. the uh he became the cook but he right. i think i think he was a stowaway like a rip before that like they had like uh, considering past. what we know before yeah. <laughs> do you see it's, yeah. it's so hard like no they no he well, was a stowaway yeah. they showed that they showed yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> they showed it at this time that he was a stowaway yes he was a stowaway and then he's like begging to be a chef on the ship and then zeph attacks the ship yes okay right cool but what do you call it he he already got like he was like a chore boy and like they yes. made, i think he was like cutting potatoes or something he was right. doing something very like like chore you know but then zeph attacks and then you know the whole thing happens and zeph saves his life so which they definitely it's funny you know we talk about the four kids edit um but you know the the from manga to actual you know anime they had to edit out uh how zeph got his leg off um actually what was their edit so I think in the manga, it's Zeph takes a rock and smashes oh, it right. off. Right, 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 yeah. Right, and it's a really bloody kind of gruesome scene. And th that allows him to, you know, go swim and save Sanji, who's drowning. Um, but uh, I think in the anime, it's simply he broke free and he ate his leg so Sanji could eat all the food. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yes. But that's why the, that's, where, the that's where like the whole Sanji um won't like you know he will eat anything or like he thinks that people should eat right um, like whatever you cook or whatnot right. because of that yeah and and in the manga too, manga too it is um Zeph still does starve himself and, and all the food that they do have he still gives to Sanji so you know yeah it right. still correlates with the whole yeah he doesn't want anyone to starve the value of food is like highest importance to him so but wait a minute uh what do you call it the zeph ate his own ate his own leg in the manga so so what i think in the manga chef uh, chef zeph used a rock to bash his foot off and he ate it yeah. in the anime they changed I'm, I'm i'm talking about like the actual japanese anime the japanese anime changed that to where he didn't bash his foot off i think he got it caught when he was rescuing sanji yeah um, right that was the anime change i don't know what the four kids change was i don't know if it's like he just still lost his foot in the we don't need to know that uh yeah, that, that can be lost the time we'll, i guess it's we'll fine. let it go it, it, it's one of those things where i noticed wow that was so gruesome in the in the manga that even in the japanese anime they didn't adapt that you know to a t 
they're like no we're not we're having this guy eat his own foot that's brutal damn um but even i remember reading the manga i i read these chapters like back then like three or four times every month whenever shonen jump came out I would always look at the amount of days that would pass in between Sanji not eating food. And I would just question like, how is he doing this? Cause he had like, um, I think he had five days worth of food from what I remember in the manga, but he portioned it out to where he could survive with 20 days worth of food. But he was out on that rock, not able to fish or, you know, um, eat anything else for 90 days, I think. So going from 20, so in my head, I'm just thinking, so that means on the 20th day, however long he's portioned this, this food out, he went two months easy without food. How? You only need water. <laughs> like it, you only need water. But you only I mean, need water. Yeah, technically, yeah. Um, he was a skeleton at the end. That's true. Yeah, they were they were starving. Uh, Eighty five days it says, forty seven in the manga. Uh, ah, okay. Wait, forty seven in total that he was. Stressed? I'm sorry, eighty five in the manga, forty seven in the anime. Okay, I remember yeah. the manga was really long about it. Um, but I think I think that's just Oda being Oda, and I think that yeah. he's trying to set up the rules of this universe, like you know, like um, how like in dragon ball z uh the rules were like a power levels and then they were very explicit and then they broke it but like oda's kind of doing it covertly because he's showing that if you have the strongest will you're going to make it through and i think this arc is kind of like representative of that zeph had a will to survive and to see his dream be realized and sanji had a will to survive and then zoro it connects all the way back to zoro zoro had the will to be the best you know and even then luffy had the will to be to be um a D. Uh, don krieg yeah oh, don krieg. let me uh backtrack you to what you're saying about dreams because i think you're nailing it you know zeph's willpower too and it's a kind of like the passage of dreams and wanting others to succeed in their dreams. Zeph really valued Sanji's life because they had the same dream, you know, Which and he was. wanted to find the all blue, the ocean with all the fishes and all the fishes in the world go to the all blue, wherever the all blue is for the people who may not remember what the all blue is. They both share the same dream and that was really Zeph's kind of triggering piece for why he's going to save this kid, you know? Uh, and then, you know, talking about Zoro in his plight, yes, he wants to be the best swordsman, but now he's like, I also need to be the best swordsman so I can make sure my captain gets to his dream, you know, because my captain deserves the best and I have to be the best for my captain as well, which is, cool very uh <laughs> that's a very nice little moment <laughs> sorry luffy I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be stronger <laughs> no that was probably what I, I would say that's probably the best uh like emotional scene in the arc 
Um, um, yeah, I think yeah. it's up there for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, because um, you could tell he's devastated. You know, Zoro's that stoic, serious uh, character on the crew. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't so. He wasn't up until this point. Like you know, he was just kind of going with the flow, and he was laughing. I, I'm I'm basing it off of like what the anime is portraying as well but like yeah. he was laughing with luffy he was like yeah i love you know i love being pirates and this is the moment that forever changes him he was getting crying. you know completely wrecked by mihawk and you know when it's funny because when i first started watching this um he zoro had a very clear intention to be the best swordsman and when this guy comes up and he and then zoro's like oh it's him it's time for me to, you know, I'm ready. He's like, I'm yeah. ready. <laughs> and I was like, this seems a little quick. Don't we have uh, like a thousand episodes? This is like episode 30 something. And I was like, this seems <laughs> right. a little quick. And then I, I I was totally right. He When he got wrecked, I was like, I didn't know how that was going to turn out. I was like, oh, I thought I thought he was going to put up more of a fight. But I mean, the with it. the butter knife. Man. Yeah, that's like, the thing. <laughs> it, it, it was high key humiliating he didn't even use his you know i don't know the name of his sword but he didn't use the big black blade he was like oh no you don't deserve this this for the likes of you know shanks or Whitebeard, you know all those who you know that he does not mention that he's a he knows them or but has, you know who he would use it on right yeah. right but would you would do you because at this not point, now no not yeah. now but we, like, we don't know now there is i think in the next after our, our long park he visits you know we'll get there let me not get ahead we'll get but there. uh yeah but yeah he it's like such a terrible wreckage i, I know we're jumping around the points of this arc but he breaks <laughs> two of Zoro's swords you know oh yeah that's um, right with i i think with the knife like yeah no it's uh, when what do you call it it's no it's when he Zoro uses his uh his three sword style, the special. Oh right. Oh right. He tries to attack him, and the blades end up shattering. And okay. then that's when Zoro. That's, accepts that's his when fate. he's yeah. right. That's when Zoro's back is to him. Mihawk's gonna attack, and he's like, "No, cut me down the middle like a subway sandwich," and and then he does it. And well, he he also says, you know, and again, there's it's like. I like how Mihawk, I feel when you first meet him, you think he's a villain. He's really not a villain. I wouldn't call him a villain. He's definitely he's not, just kind, yeah. He's just kind of a dog of, you know, the whatever. Who, the Royals run the Seven Warlords? Is that right? Who, who no, runs? He's a, no, it's, he's it's a, a government. Yeah. Uh, so the government, pirate. okay. Yeah. No, hey, wait a minute. He's a pirate. Yeah, he's a he's pirate. A, I mean, but he's who a runs? pirate that's owned by the government. They right. You know, works I don't think with, I, works with. Works with. Right. Yes. Because well, the they're government, they're paying. They're paying. We know they don't. They're not controlled at all. I mean, <laughs> liberties. You know, they do some shady stuff. But also, you know what? The we, government sent mention, him. Can we mention, mention that? Yes, he is a pirate, and like they and they mentioned that he's a pirate. But you just see him coming up on his dinghy, like just him, no crew, with, with some candles lit like on it. Ace. Yeah, and you're like, what the? What is this? Who is this? It's you know? a raft. It's a raft with with a chair. No, it's. I mean, I don't know how he's sailing the ocean in this, <laughs> but it's really cool because the way they built up him coming in on that dinghy. Because before that, 
you know, we get to this, uh, th th this restaurant, th this, uh, this boat restaurant going on the ocean. And we have, uh, this, this pirate crew, you know, Don Krieg's pirate armada, an armada of like 50 plus ships. And it's been decimated. These people Decim went to the yeah. grand line. They went ready. They were excited, ready to conquer the world. <laughs> and they came back like with their tail between their legs. And they even say like, yeah, we went to the Grand Line and this guy we ran into, he just destroyed everyone. We had to turn back. So in your head, you're thinking like, wow, who was that guy that, that actually did it? Bam, <laughs> here he is actually, sailing, to the, that, sailing to the restaurant. That is some good little, like, yeah, when they're describing it, they're like, oh, I'm sure Luffy and then we'll meet them when they get to the Grand Line. <laughs> oh no. He's, he's here. He's, he's right outside. I think he was following them. He I think was. He, he was. He was. He was finishing the job. He was trying to take out the Creek Pirates. And I remember was, they they asked him, "Why why did you do this to us? We just we just sailed past you." And I think he said something like, "I felt like it." Right? He had I, he had I, no reason I, to do it like that. Something like he he just was like, "Yeah, because I wanted to," or something like that. And that cues you into a little bit, like we find out more later, like about world building. Like it's so funny how Oda brings back like character moments as world building. Like when we when we're reading it, we're like, oh, you know that that characterizes Mihawk. And then when we look about like when we look back on it, um, specifically like um, when we interact a lot more with him during Marine Ford, like it's you definitely feel like these things connect and these things exist but that that will be saved for later i just have to remember it but that's a really good character moment that gets turned into world building later on no i i agree i mean mihawk's introduction i feel like for this arc this is probably the most memorable uh element into uh the the barity arc you know just mihawk being introduced the introduction of, of the seven warlords and uh and then everything else happens with sanji speaking of sanji sanji as a character i like how oda implemented you know what his abilities are like like or rather what he's good at doing what he contributes to the crew but also how that you know relates to his fighting ability right because sanji's a chef he uses his hands to do the slicing and dicing and the cooking. So a chef's hands are 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 his tools. What he used to fight. Gotta give him them feet. <laughs> I don't know. I, I loved it. I love that idea. I thought that was so cool. In my mind, I'm always thinking of like, how is Oda gonna give Sanji like cool new moves? You know, a thousand <laughs> chapters from now. How how many variations on the kick? Can you can you tell the difference between uh brule creme and no. uh chapelle mignon or uh <laughs> you're done <Crème Justin. laughs> and they're all french too uh comic chris <laughs> have you yeah i know have you yeah, put that together in your french studies that these were all french stuff <laughs> they're like styles of cooking too they're not even all like... of them all it's food it's food and mm -hmm. it's like uh just like different cooking styles but I, I just that the whole no hands always gets me every time he fights like you just forget you know as far as like why he does it and this was a very good reminder 
on how I like honestly I over my head over the past years of him fighting I never really cared or noticed like him not using the hands until after after like so long and then a friend of mine was watching it with me he was like why doesn't he use his hands is he ever going to use his hands I said he doesn't he does not use his hands not once <laughs> i mean i like fight. to i like to argue that he only uses his hands when he has to get on his hands to do certain kicks he is not that throwing a jab i i know i know but you know hands. he's like i don't want to get my hands dirty either i'm like well now your hands are dirty but granted all chefs wash their hands well they should wash their hands before cooking but yes it's definitely a fun great concept because also too every kind of crew has a brawler as the crew like part of the crew like fighter yeah right, the yeah, fighter right. yeah sanji is definitely the fighter and he just so happens he only kicks um i will say <laughs> i don't know some of i don't i don't want to say it we'll get to it when we get to it but one of the variation of the kicks obviously you know I don't want to say it, but you you know the one. I know it, which one you're talking. I don't about. get the, it. I don't the, get the it. The fire. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, oh, right, right. I mean, right. it's fine. It's fine. It's cool. I don't right. get it, but it's fine. But it's the <laughs> one that when he says it, you know what he's gonna do. You're like, oh, that's the one where he does this. <laughs> but it's I, Diablo. It's Diablo. Uh, Diablo. 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 <laughs> But no, filet mignon and uh, <laughs> cream brulee. <laughs> I don't know the difference. He spins one and then he, I don't know, axe kicks, drops it on. I don't know. I don't know. But we love Sanji. I like I like his uniqueness with the kicks. They look cool. Um, but early on in One Piece, even I had that question like, man, how, how many different ways can you kick? You know, uh, I, I guess we'll see. Um, but, uh, you know... I think we kind of touched on it a little bit, but like, you know, how Sanji's goal is to find the all blue. I feel like out of every person on the crew, including the future ones that, that we'll get to, um, I feel like his goal, uh, his dream out of all the straw hats is probably like the least active from everyone else. Like, uh, how, when was the last time you heard Sanji say, I'm going to find the all blue? Well, I'm currently watching Whole Cake. Uh, flashbacks mention no flashbacks, flashbacks mostly flashbacks. mention it um and, and, it's and, like and, and the thing is he doesn't have to like say it but like uh for example like like zoro right zoro mm. every arc doesn't say i want to be the world's greatest swordsman he doesn't need to everything that zoro does is in contribution to him yeah. being the greatest swordsman that, one arc that's... he learns to cut steel the next arc whatever a, a new type of metal so with sanji it's like there's really nothing there to like I, I guess remind us that yeah he wants to find the all blue with chopper he wants to be the world's greatest doctor everything he does is in contribution to that luffy uh kaizu Kuni, all that stuff but sanji's i don't know man i don't know well that's the thing some of their dreams you have to work towards they are a they are a, a working dream i'm trying to think of a better word Sanji's dream he can only succeed and he's not the only one his dream is he can only find the all blue if he travels around the world that is the best way for him to find the all blue is to travel around the world so are we talking can I talk about a little spoilers of beyond this arc 
for a minute or is that not allowed in our segment today it, it for it no we got it's more we need to foreshadow foreshadow you need a foreshadow it's more of a theory it's more of a theory no nope, then save it save your theory just from just remember okay. remember it John, okay. unless there's a I direct mean, foreshadow in this arc the all blue is the all blue there. is the one piece <laughs> i mean let, let's, <laughs> no oh, but, here we go <laughs> but, so so what do you call it i'll just say this that all it seems that everybody's dreams on the the straw hats right now are linked to what do you call it to luffy and how his story is developing currently in the manga i'm expecting what do you call it the all blue to come back to come back and to be tied in with one piece with the world government with you know at the end the end of the grand line i feel like with, it will you know, at the end luffy that's a that's a fair statement what's I that think. what's that it's a term like manifest destiny or um i don't know if you guys remember like uh when i mean you, i remember manifest destiny yeah like it's that it's, it just sounds like that like what they were trying to claim like going from the east coast to the west coast in the states mm -hmm. yeah like i think it's one of those like what they were describing back then to be manifest destiny this is like what this is like everyone just it's just gonna happen like everybody's just everybody's goals align with each other and you know the end goal is you know everything is just gonna play uh take into play and it just like flows perfectly it's gonna it's probably gonna pop up when you least expect it you know yeah we're probably gonna get like a whole arc of everything everybody's goal like like uh the wizard of oz or something like everybody just like be satisfied <laughs> what was one, your one, dream one, one, one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yours was the all blue I it's, it's right there <laughs> so the, the all blue has been with you the whole time <laughs> i definitely think that going into the final arc of one piece which I don't know for near, I don't know for far, but near I'm just far. saying I'm We're far, going to be honest. <laughs> go, <laughs> uh, going, I think going into the final arc of One Piece, I think everyone will have either their dream or their dream is in sight. You know what I mean? Like I, I think, think so. Yeah, Oda will I mean, be very like, clear. I, I think Oda. See, when I mentioned like the all blue was like the least active, I guess dream compared to the other Straw Hats. It's not like I think at the end we're never gonna have Sanji find it. I feel like Oda obviously is gonna remember. Oh yeah, all the Straw Hats are gonna achieve their dream. Sanji, yours was the all blue, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, let's let's give you a map. Here it is. <laughs> there you go. Well, I think some dreams we might not see necessarily played out in the final arc. I think some of them will be kind of a what's that thing called? Not a prologue. A epilogue. Epilogue. Well, yeah, I that's what I mean, like, epilogue. like the ending, the ending of One Piece. Well, general. no, I mean, like, it'll be the ending of One Piece, and it'll be like, oh, 20 years later, oh, yeah, Chopper is running, you know, a hospital, and... That would be uh, stupid. I don't think... <laughs> no, what do you mean? Do we can't actually... We can only see him keep 
coming Remember up with the goal cures. Oh, I, find okay. all the cures. Actually, wait, no, we're talking about Chopper. Yeah, we need to focus on right. That's why I just stuff. Chopper, right? Who's Chopper? Can we mention? You mean chopping the ingredients? Go ahead. Um, I like in the beginning of this arc, like we said, multiple things can happen in this arc. So we already, you know, talked about Mihawk. Um, well, I'm sure we're going to get back to Krieg. Just one thing that happened before, you know, the big Krieg fight started was Johnny and Yusaku, um, Zoro's uh, old pirate hunting buddies who, you know, they're just kind of out. They're allies for sure. But, you know, they were kind of throwaway. When you they first only appeared them. in this arc, right? They appear in this in Arlong Park. And I don't think we've seen them oh, since. That's right. That's right. Um, but, you know, yeah. they're pirate hunters and... They have all these wanted posters. And, you know, Nami, who all we know is, oh, Nami likes money. Nami likes stealing. Uh, but she picks Zoro up. Zoro doesn't trust her. He never trusted her. He, he didn't. Cause, and Nami picks up to this be. poster. And she's kind of clenches her fist. And then just shrugs it off. I loved it. Oh, right. Man. It was good. I mean, it goes back to the whole moving pieces thing that you mentioned. Like, there's so much chaos in this arc, but it's well-written. Like, we know there's a big bad in this arc, but you have Nami stealing the merry-go. How dare you? We just got it the previous arc. And she she goes off and leaves the crew behind. Luffy, Zoro are in disarray saying, oh, what do we do? We, we, we Nami, gotta get uh, Nami's stealing the ship. <laughs> <laughs> so they they have um they they, they have the uh, Johnny and and Yosaku going with Usopp right it, it was only Usopp that well went. it's uh, no yep, no it's Usopp. Johnny Yosaku Usopp no I'm sorry it's only one of them Usopp and Zoro and then Usopp and Zoro yes who, and then who? the other one went with Sanji. oh that's right he got cut okay that's right that's right that's right right so they definitely yeah. had to take Zoro immediately. Right um, to go get sense. like a doctor, and then yeah, one of them stayed back with Sanji and uh Luffy. Got it. Isn't that crazy that they split up and then they meet back up like a couple chapters later? Like, and then Oda in the future will be like, Imagine this, but like years pass in real time. No, no. I, yeah, oh I, wow, I, yeah. oh, yes, in our time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not I their time, understand. but yeah, for us, what we went like yeah, for three them, it's years like without <laughs> seeing some of them. I I remember very however very long. Recently. Damn it, I don't want to talk. I was about to say however long <laughs> dress Rosa was. You're fine. You're <laughs> fine. Um, but right, Usopp, Johnny, Yosaku, Zoro, all go off to uh, capture Nami or get the ship back at the very least. Um, and this arc, you know, Barity, it actually kicks off with originally it kicks off with uh Gin, right? Is that you say his name? Gin? Mm -hmm. Jin? Yeah, okay. Jin. I always say Jin, I don't know. Jin, okay. Like um, he shows up starving. I think he has someone hostage too when he showed up on the ship. Sanji didn't care. Homie was hungry, and he's like, Hey, I'm not turning away someone that's starving. And that really touched Gid. And it's something where obviously it plays a role, a major role later on in the arc, but it really shows you Sanji's character. I mean, all these people that are joining the crew, that's what I like about them. They have character and you get a, you get an idea for his morals and it's great. 
But then Don Krieg shows up. I feel a lot of people forget about Don Krieg. I mean, I don't I don't blame them, but I remember back then I thought Dom Krieg was the shit. <laughs> I thought he was the most powerful character. <laughs> One of the powerful obviously Mihawk destroyed him, but you know, beside Mihawk, I was thinking like, oh yeah, Mihawk's like end game type of stuff. But Don Krieg, pirate armada, 50 plus ships, uh, an arsenal of weaponry at his command. Come on. That's got to be Grand Line material, apparently. Oh, not. I, I, I'm gonna no, say it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. Right. <laughs> well, that's well, that's the whole point. Was that in the East Blue, Don Cree was a big deal, you know? Right. And then Big Fish, Little Pond. Correct, because Mihawk shows up and he's quivering at his knees. <laughs> Mihawk's know? like, "This is not enough to film me." Right. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he but chased I, them. He chased them out of the I mean, grand. He chased line, them patiently. And Pace, imagine, very imagine patiently. if you were running for your life. Ima- yeah, imagine if you were. It's like those scary movies. The, oh, the Michael Myers just walking. no. It's that movie you were talking about. It follows. It just walks, and it eventually tries right. to catch up. Oh uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what that's what it is. But he's um, very calmly trying to get you, but he's always right behind you, and yes. you're sprinting. That's that's the. But it, it was just really good storytelling because here you have, you know, Mihawk shows up and he's clearly very strong, but then he leaves. And then now Don Krieg is still here and he's wrecking, he's wrecking everybody's shit. And it's like, okay, well, Luffy, if you don't beat this guy, you know, what does that say about you and your journey? You got to beat this guy. Like this guy this guy look at me hawk if you don't beat this guy there's no way in hell you could beat some guy like hawkeye mihawk you know so it, it set it set like a goal i guess kind of for it was Luffy, the benchmark you know? yeah the like, benchmark you're right that's a that's a good way to put it because we in the previous arcs there was nobody to compare with you know it's not like right, they met right. buggy and then they also met like crocodile you know they right. only they met buggy by himself God, I said crocodile. Um, Who's you see it, what I'm saying? A crocodile? Yeah, okay. sure. I, a freaking the one crocodile. that bit shanks his arm off? That, that one. <laughs> that one. Got it. So, it, yeah, it sets the benchmark for where we really need a reach. And I guess it sets the precedence, too, that just because Luffy and crew beat one dude, there is always about to be someone stronger. And then it kind of, you kind of have to put in the back of your head, too, where does, where does, the, where do these people match up with Mihawk? You know, the 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 crew yeah. or just no, like the people, the, the people they beat, like the the enemies okay. they encounter. It's like Got it. yeah. the the whole time in your back of your head, you're like, how does this match up with Mihawk? How does this match up with this person that we know is looming in the back, just waiting? You know, and you know, you know, I'm gonna say something a little controversial. Um, Here we go. I, I I don't I don't want anyone to comment on it because it might give away too much. But I don't think up until this point that we are in the manga that there has been another uh, Shichibukai that has been stronger than Mihawk. And I think that he set the standard and it's kind of been like, is anyone, is anyone matching up to Mihawk? I don't think so. So I, Yeah, no, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. It's also, but... it's also hard to tell how strong Mihawk is. Yeah. Because like, we... we don't know where he scales exactly. Right. We know he's powerful, but I mean, like, you have, I mean, I, I won't mention names yet, but 
we clearly have seen some of the other warlords and uh what their abilities are and some of them i could i could believe oh yeah i think i think mihawk could could take this one but then there's other questionable ones that we see way later in the story and i'm like uh i don't know i need to see what mihawk can do he's got a sword i'm sure he can do some yeah, creative things with it. it yeah it's like uh trying to compare him with like any other character we've met that also uses swords <laughs> uh i think you know in comparison <laughs> to how strong they are I... And, I, and i think we may get an idea but it, i mean that's like the best I, comparison there is and i don't know I, I i don't think he's that strong i i, I just i don't know I like warlord to say don't seem you just, it didn't seem like it doesn't seem like the it it took a lot to be a warlord. That's that that's mean? fair. I mean, right. I, I'm not actually. Let me stop. We'll get there. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll get there. There's some questionable characters. But at this point, yeah, at this point, the warlords are this mythical being. Yeah, like they're at you the know top. What I mean? They're yeah. at the top. Yeah, they are at the top. With them. Yeah, right. and um. I'm gonna I'm gonna like pivot away from this. I don't know if you wanted to add anything to Grandmaster. I was gonna say when we watch Zoro in his fights, I think about oh, what would Mihawk do? Would Mihawk be having this much trouble? What would Mihawk mm. do differently? And that's 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 all I was gonna say. That's because you know mm. Zoro's our swordsman, and Mihawk is the end game. So it's like, what would Mihawk do? Would Mihawk be mm. doing all this? To, but yeah that's it so yeah and i think i think another thing that this arc does well is kind of they really hone in on like the character work that one piece is known for like the only reason why they even got an understanding with the don creek pirates at the end like that they carried don creek away is because sanji and luffy were compassionate to them they were like they were understanding and they were like you know, you've made us reconsider our values and we have to go back to the drawing board. And then even with, you know, Don Krieg, who is relying so much on, he's basically like the, the One Piece Iron Man. Um, and it just, <laughs> it doesn't work out for him. Cause he's like, if I have a bigger, a bigger suit of armor, I can beat anybody. And then Luffy who literally only has his bare fists <laughs> beats him just because he can just because he can rubber's a tough material man i mean there were some i mean in the luffy versus don craig fight there were some like uh moments where i questioned like luffy's durability and and you know thinking about like how much something would hurt someone mm -hmm. doing the go-to example i always think of is uh when luffy's about to punch don craig like he's able to close the gap in distance between them and don creed whips out this uh this cloak with all these spikes on it and he's like oh, punch me now rubber boy <laughs> and <laughs> luby still punches him this fist missed the spikes no it did not no it did no not. it did not oh i missed this i went between the gaps of the spikes but again that's oda being oda and writing the rules of this world without you realizing it whoever has the stronger will is gonna win period anyway, adrenaline is a hell, hell of a drug he probably didn't feel it <laughs> well that's the uh, that's the other thing too you know you talk about luffy's durability and yes his willpower is definitely probably 
like stronger than anybody, but like Don Krieg and the poison darts. Uh Luffy definitely got hit uh by a couple they were of darts. suction cups in the four in kids the four life. kids. They were <laughs> suction cups. Let that be we have media. to reference it every time until four kids is done. We have to reference it. It was really kids. bad. It would be like <laughs> I'ma keep going. <laughs> like, like what? <laughs> Dear God. Oh man, but um, yeah, you know he's poisoned at this point, point. Uh, uh, and uh, I don't know. He beats the poison, right? Is no, that I mean, willpower or is that plot armor? No, that's willpower. Like I willpower. Think yeah, it is plot armor. But the way that Oda has written it into the story, that the willpower can overcome, and I think it's earned in a lot of places. You know, like here, like. He's uh, Oda. Oda shows that he's at a disadvantage because he can't punch the things without getting hurt. And Luffy says, "I don't care. I'm going to keep going because I need to beat you." You know, funny you say that. There, there's another dynamic going on in this arc. You know, Gin takes Zeph hostage in this arc, yeah. and because of that, it immobilizes Sanji to the point where that. Uh, that pearl guy I, pearl. I i forgot his name yeah, was pearl, pearl? Mm-hmm. oh okay yeah him uh sanji was actually beating his ass like early on but the whole hostage situ- uh, uh situation immobilized him so now the pearl guy is beating sanji's ass um and luffy i remember luffy was like i think he kind of like held back at first but then he's like no like we're just gonna sit here and and let these guys kill us no like i'm not gonna do that and sanji's trying to be like oh no but um I, I i owe it to you know chef that um you know he saved me all those years ago i have to let them do what they want to us because i don't want the chef to get hurt i don't want the restaurant to get destroyed and luffy's like nah man <laughs> if you, you do you if you want to do that but i'm beating that guy's ass <laughs> i'm not i'm not stopping and I think that spoke to Sanji. It really did in this arc. Um, what did you? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna. Uh, well, I was gonna add on to the Gin whole. No, it, that's where I was. Yeah, going next. Yeah, I was gonna say Gin is a worthy kind of side villain going on here. I think, you know, in the previous arcs, you know, Captain Kuro's little twins and Django who cares right there was clear villains there was no one being redeemed yes yes jen has a redeemable quality to him and just you know talking about how we even got here sanji fed him and he was very you know thankful because you know all the chefs beat the crap out of sanji for feeding him right Uh, right and then he still snuck a plate to him and then uh you know he begged don Krieg not to hurt them if sanji feeds them you know, that's right. And it it says a lot, as you know. Uh, I think Nino, you were saying as far as you know, uh, Don Krieg had instilled this fear, and they saw you know Luffy and Sanji's you know morals and values, and that's where we saw the change at the end of the arc. How? Um, but yeah, um, Jin. I I don't know. I I feel we and again we're setting precedents here. To where we're not just gonna have some of these, you know, uh, these lackeys, these, you know, uh, fall guys be just that. They're gonna have some depth to them. They're not them. one note. 
Yeah, they're not yeah. one note. They're not one note. Right. Cause Jin, uh, you know, uh talking about Pearl, he knocks out Pearl. He does. Cause he's like, Oh, I want to fight Sanja. I want to kill Sanja. I want to be the one. Um, and then he can't bring himself to do it. Uh and Don Krieg uh kicks him off the crew in the middle mm -hmm. of this fight. And it and that destroyed I mean, Gin was upset. I like that about it. Cause it wasn't some generic like oh, I realized the error of my ways. So I'm going to join you guys, you know, the the um, the the restaurant crew members. I'm, I'm just going to switch side. No, he, Gin is a pirate at the end of the day, and he wants to be on this crew. But at the same time, he doesn't want to trample over his own morals. And when he finally stands up to, you know, Pearl and Don Creek say, guys, what? <laughs> For God's sake, they fed us. <laughs> we had, We came here after this guy kicked our ass mihawk and these people fed us can we just leave them alone and just <laughs> pillage the village like down the street down the ocean like we could do that let's just do that don Creek's like no mm -mm. you're off <laughs> you're off no this is an only... easy meal <laughs> not only I'm, is just... I'm tired he said i'm tired of what do you call it mihawk chopping us up like onions i need an easy meal I don't want to go actually and, yeah. like to the grocery store and make it myself. I want to go to McDonald's. That's what he said. Big the baratier is just hey, is there just we McDonald's go. McDonald's on the scene. Sure. The McDonald's. Nah, I think it's a little higher quality. But uh I mean You're right. It is the Burger King of the sea. Sure. Some can make that <laughs> argument. Have Shove it some. your way, as they say. But um <laughs> I want to tie it back to, you know, in our previous cast, we were talking about how kind of everyone defines their own version of piracy. And here we have, you know. This is my ninja way. Yeah, literally. That's oh my God, that's dude. literally it. But like, it's interesting to see that Jin, despite, you know, recognizing Don Krieg's version of piracy is really has no kind of morality involved in it. He still is loyal to Don Krieg and, you know, but he's not going to forsake his morals. It's an interesting thing to see play out, you know, or like how loyal yeah, you, can, you can be. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take it. Yeah. And sometimes Oda doesn't have the answers, which I think is a lot more interesting than like telling us, like overtly telling us, like sometimes he just leaves it to where like you'll see them again someday somehow like i think i think i do think that we are due to see don krieg and jing again like i think we're due to see them i really want to see point. them i know people don't care about them too much anymore because it's like uh who cares they were east blue <laughs> they, <laughs> they who care i want to see them i want to see them what I, if I, all the east blue folks just form their own little band <laughs> like there's no way there's no way arlong would never listen arlong, you know what? Oh, who's arlong? Oh my God. Who's arlong? Who's arlong? Not, oh you're right you're right <laughs> but what do you call it uh at, for all my ma manga readers out there there is a way that they can come back organically in the story already in place so i'm gonna let y'all figure it out i i i will sit on it <laughs> and figure it out i i don't know 
I don't. I don't know either. It's a so. It's, a, it's such an easy answer, but oh, I, okay. No, I know what it is. It's that yeah, theory. I, yeah, it's that and theory. I think we're what not theory. Wait, wait, wait I, a minute. No, it's not a theory. It's an actual thing in the story. You know what? Getting ahead of ourselves. I the Varatier. It's a fish. I, I think the. I think uh, what I want to see too. If we do see these characters again, I hope we they like because uh, we haven't had this yet, which is very surprising in One Piece. Where they go back to like original places, oh like, yeah, where they come from and stuff like that. It's very surprising that we have not had that yet, and it's just been nonstop adventure the entire time. Like, no, like oh, let me go, go back. Yeah, let me let me go see forward. like uh, the island again. Let me go back and see if like my dad's back at the island Usopp. Like, you know. Like no one, no, you know, Yasop's like, not going back. <laughs> like hell, like, he like like let's. I I I would want them to go, at least come here. I think it'd be cool for all the straw hats to like appear back here. I think it'd be pretty cool. And they here. will, but but as a quote from somebody later on in the story, we they they plan to go one way around the world. They're not going back until their job is finished. So, fair. I agree. The yeah. most we'll get is, I don't know, until the end. Like, I refuse to believe that by the end of the story, Oda does not, like, you know, give uh, updates on how all these characters are doing. Because, revisit. I want to revisit interaction. And that's only so we could see a lot of, like, I think it, it give it's just a good, it's a, it's more of an update. It's like a, Back you find to the emotions, out. <laughs> like back to the emotions that we felt during like this entire arc. You know, Don like, Krieg I is would... now a janitor on the, well, yeah, like, on the <laughs> restaurant. I don't think it'll be that extreme, but you know, if you leave these characters alive, which he does, all the time. we have we have seen them come back and p- play some pivotal point or some role in you know whatever arc it may be. It's fair game to think that some they could come back and you know it's it's funny how we're talking about this and just these are the first arcs maybe he's intentionally holding them back for you know for that big return you know like because the characters who who, you know getting again a little foreshadow the characters who we have seen come back in pivotal points I didn't think I was going to see those characters, you know, but it no, I, I agree. It makes sense like, that those characters came back. Um, and pull down. Oh, let me stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who, who is down? You're Nothing. going to what? <laughs> Nothing. Um, I do want to see Don Craig again. I, again, it, it's just more of like a personal thing. Like, I just like, I like that there was a character in the story that doesn't really have any powers. Uh, his his whole gimmick is ju- well. I guess there's other characters with uh, no powers, but still, like Don Krieg is just relying on like his tech, right? He just has all these Woots cool armor. Woots armor. That's right. And you know, in reading the story back then, I was wondering how is Luffy gonna break through that? That is that is heavy heavy handed uh, armor to break through. Bam, bazooka done. <laughs> so. I don't know. Maybe he's got to get a better armor or dip into some uh, H word. You know, (laughs) we won't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. And I could see it. I could see it happening. Something like, 
oh yeah um i re you know my battle with luffy realized i realized oh yeah i can't be you know using external devices like this i need to look internally become my <laughs> become, become my the armor. Armor. oh man oh there we go <laughs> i mean i just thought about this go. too he breaks through the woot's armor what of this whole time you're leveling up your h word you know when a certain character cuts through steel at one point what if he's leveling up his h word all whoa, these whoa you're 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 getting ahead of yourself i know i know <laughs> i'm just saying what's but an h word don't worry about it the fact is the matter ham? is this. if you broke through woot's armor and you can now probably potentially break through something else and you are hardening your fist it's probably run there. with it i run see it. it run with it i see it no no way you. that that happened this early but i'll, I'll give <laughs> you, you don't think he's that much Ooh. of a genius you don't think he's that much of Do a genius you? Are we talking about Luffy or Don Krieg? Luffy. No, I'm not talking about Don Krieg. No, I'm talking. We already seen the oh. full body dude with. Uh, there is no, there is, there is no way, there is no way that what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it? Oda. That Luffy developed or Oda put Luffy in a position for H word this early. No way. No way. All right, that's okay. It's okay. That's we don't have to we get into say it. Now. It's okay. We it's always okay. say it but until Oda right. says, remember in, in chapter 20? <laughs> right. If we ever come back remember and be like, one? look what they did in Baratier arc. Look what they did here. Baratier. <laughs> great. Great arc. Great arc. <laughs> like set up. Set up. So good. So good. I I agree. Ugh. I don't know. We'll, we'll maybe see him at some point um but i'm surprised uh, we haven't talked about like the variety like the the ship the itself concept. like like the ship like it's a floating that, restaurant it's a, it, it's a restaurant but, on the seas but the design like it's like three floors and like um, it's a neat design i do like it it's pretty there's, extravagant yeah yeah and there's but there's like <laughs> like I, I don't know if i've like maybe look like remembering this wrong but I'm pretty sure there was a door there that was like really questionable looking. With did it not look like Sanji space or something? Or just there was like a, a door, door like the in the restaurant? Like at, at the restaurant, yeah. It was like one of the doors, like like <laughs> like the design of it. But you see you see your background, <laughs> Dr. J's, yeah, and like that the fish. Did one of the doors look very similar to that fish? I don't know if y'all like remember like <laughs> I, I just I can I, I can I got the volumes right here I can dig for like a minute yeah. I don't know it's it's a very it's a very little snippet but if y'all don't know it then I'm not gonna dive into it but yeah it's I'll dig I'll I'll dig uh, afterwards they, to look. they do an interpretation of Sanji that I don't understand so well like the entire ship is like a dramatic like interpretation of everything but right it's just that yeah. Okay, I mean the restaurant and, is is I, I like it. I I like the restaurant. And, and they um, and that's why um uh, what's his name um that's why Don wanted it the the restaurant because of the because the of ship. Sanji's like, door the Sanji door. Yeah, like yeah, you know what I'm talking about now. <laughs> oh no, no, I don't. I'm saying is that oh, why Don no, 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 wanted it because he saw no, the he Sanji door. Like yo, of, I want it. No, because of the design, because of the like the entire design of the. Well, show. they also. Militarized it too. It has actual 
But it's because it's a pirate ship. Oh, it is a pirate yes. ship. Yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. a pirate ship. Yeah, yeah. that's the yeah, cool but... thing about it. It's it's not just a ship, you know, full of like chefs that can't fight. That yeah, that's the, the whole... fullest ship that chefs that can't fight. Literally. Yeah, they they're, <laughs> yeah. they're what they're prior uh, like crooks or. They're pirates. all Zeph pirates, yeah. right? That's Zeph's crew, no? They're not yeah. all Zeph. No. No, they're not all no, Zeph pirates. No. Oh, Zeph no. lost his, his shipmates in the oh. flashback. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize right, he yeah. left. He, so, but he they're like, all like crooks. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He, and he it, it's just funny because they beat on up the on their... They beat up all their customers. If they don't like them, they're like, shut up! And then they beat up on each other. It's just... Or when they don't it's pay. Very funny. I remember they did that. Yeah, in the beginning. Like there was someone that said, uh, oh no, it was someone that said, uh, there's a fly in my suit. It was you know? um yes, he was a navy dude, full body. Navy oh, captain, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right, that's right. And that's yeah, right. Uh, he was Sanji was, you know, flirting, giving eyes to his girl, and he was getting mad. So right. He said there was a fly, then like, yeah, Sanji smashes his face. <laughs> And they're like, Sanji, what are you doing? You can't do that. I never put a fly in someone's soup. That's the Brooklyn oh, accent. You know what's funny? We make fun of that, but l- let me tell you something. Because that was my first exposure to One Piece, and I, asso- I associate the voice, that style of voice to Sanji, whenever I'm reading the manga... That's the voice I'm hearing I'm when I'm reading Joey dialogue. Him for you. That voice comes they, out for me too. It does. They Joey Wheelered him for y'all. They, they yes. did. That's a great yes. way to put it. Joey Wheelered him. Lollipop and all. Because it's hard for me <laughs> to give him. You know, his Funimation voice is uh, Eric Vale, who's uh, Future Eric Trunks. Vail's good, right? Future Trunks. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to do it. So it's either. It's either Lollipop Sanji voice or it's the Japanese voice, which is perfectly the good. Japanese too. voice to me is just so much more iconic because like he really just hams it up and mispronounces everything when he's like swooning. Uh, Sanji? <laughs> I don't want to do it. Yeah, Sanji. No, go ahead. Do it. I did my Brooklyn one. Uh, okay, well, they go like, Nami that's no i understand it it, obviously the the japanese one's more iconic it's just when i read it in english um but uh you know we have wait you read it in japanese you say when you read it in english do you read it in japanese no 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 no, no. i said the japanese one's more iconic but when i'm reading it i associate it with the english brooklyn voice no you said when i read it in english you're hiding your japanese that's what i meant to say that's no (laughs) you know you can't take it back now you're right oh oh my god you've been lying to all of us how could you who watches subtitles i don't watch it with subtitles (laughs) (laughs) anyways um we get this awesome fight with, uh, you know, Don Creed, Luffy. Everything calms down. What, and one thing I liked how Oda changes things up a bit. Uh, Sanji doesn't join the crew right away. He doesn't want to. And, you know, we have all these other kids. We have Usopp, Zoro, Nami. At the end of the arc, it's almost kind of like an established formula that regardless of their disagreements throughout the arc, whoever luffy is interested uh in having joined the crew by the end of the arc they come on with open arms They're like oh hell yeah you, you proved yourself to me 
I want to join the pirate crew for the future King of the Pirates. Sign me up. I think this except is the, Nami. Well, except Nami. Yeah, Nami. Nami's a special uh, thing. She's like, yeah, we'll form a temporary uh, alliance for now, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then that plays a role later. But I mean, Sanji was the first one where he's like, nah, man. I mean, I I, I know you need a cook on your ship. You guys can't make any type of food. You guys let food expire, but I'm here to stay. I I, I owe this debt to Chef Zeph. And uh, this is probably one of the more tearful farewells in the story, honestly, at least for me. Um, Cause what what happens? All the Sanji makes like a, a meal for the, I guess the the, the crewmates. Right, and they, and they say they, it's terrible. Oh, they say it's yeah. terrible. Oh my gosh, you're uh, right. You oh. can't stay here. Leave, leave. Yeah, <laughs> Chef Zev coming in on it too, and it's like I, I remember <laughs> Sanji like, "What are you guys talking about? <laughs> I stake my life on that soup." <laughs> uh, I just, I loved it. I loved it. I love how oh, they. Oh no, it was that's that's like next. That's up there. Oh man. Yes. Oh my gosh. They recognize that it's time for Sanji to move on and chase the dream that he's wanted since he was a child. And, I, and they I trust him with Luffy. Yes. Like, it's like, this is a good guy to go with. Chore boy. Chore boy. Oh and yeah, Luffy also... was the chore boy because he could have paid for the food. Yeah, he was He was yes. technically staff. Like he was a part of yeah. staff at one point. <laughs> That's so. right. <laughs> well, he broke through the no he broke through the roof because i think he was on a cannonball or he did a gum oh, gum rocket and he had to oh pay man for it. that was the way I paid for it. after this oh, pod yeah. i'm about to blow y'all's minds with this theory that i that oh, that i God. got but <laughs> um but yeah this this whole thing with zeph and then you know sanji saying goodbye is so tearful it's so it's so interesting because like i think this is the first time we ever see our good father figure in um in one piece i think it's the only time actually no i take that back oops spoilers but this is one of the only times that we see a good father figure in one piece yasop's so, a good father figure shanks is a good father figure <laughs> y'all are so funny dragon oh, we don't know <laughs> what's going on with shanks but to luffy he's pretty decent He's yeah, solid, he just you yeah. know never, never saw him for like. I think you're a, a worse father years. figure when Sent you're a father like figure a to someone else's child piracy. and not, you know. You're we're getting. <laughs> we're getting I, I'm not gonna go nowhere past that, but I would just say <laughs> we already got your own problems, and you're a good person, good father figure to somebody else's kid. Ill. <laughs> Ew. Shameless. Uh, but Zeph, Zeph, who has no children, is a pretty darn good example of a father figure to Sanji. So. You could say he's kind of like a oh man, I, I hate this whole uh we can't reference future characters, <laughs> but there's another pirate crew later on where he views himself as a father figure to his shipmates. We can very, foreshadow this. Yes. A very blatant one. I feel mm -hmm. like maybe Chef Zeph is like the template, the prototype for what Oda was going to do later on with that character. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You could say that. You could definitely say that. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, shoot, there's yeah. even another character who, you know, talk about fatherhood. What about motherhood? You know? Ooh. 
Ooh, you know what? You know what I'm talking about. Let's not go there. <laughs> Man. Cake, uh, wedding cake. <laughs> God. Just, just throwing that out there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Jumping. No, I, we've just we've tried to not jump so far ahead so many times. But, it, but you know, really, it, it, it's oh, hard because of the foreshadowing. Like, it's hard because of the foreshadowing that happens. It's, I think it's great that you can do something like that though. Like it, both from just in terms of how it's relating to the story and how Oda develops as a writer. You see him, you see him trying things out in this arc and you're like, wow, th this really blows up later on when he makes, uh, you know, the father figure of pirates, right? Um, and, it's kind of hard to say, oh, go. No, but it, it it's really interesting because when you compare it to like other big three, like the other big three, like things are very self-contained in each arc. Things aren't consequential. Like I'm thinking about Naruto. Like once once the land of waves happened, that's it. You never heard mm. about the land of waves ever again. You are so, absolutely you know, right. The only uh, thing that you get is Naruto's nin nindo. And that but that's and and everything after that is is not is never referenced like they never the only time that i think they can reference is when um the 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 mangaka pulls like gar out of his ass in uh the sasuke retrieval arc that's the only time where it becomes like relevant but in one piece things that you like you that you read over and that are like just character moments or things that are like you took at face value and then they show back up like hundreds of chapters later you're like this man's a genius wow no you really do uh i mean in terms of the east blue arcs up until this point to me this was my favorite up until this point and there's another arc after this but <laughs> i was gonna say like I don't even think he was trying new things. It almost seems like as looking back at everything, it almost seems as if this story was like the entire thing was written like a very, very long time ago. Like he is just trying to play catch up with the panels and drawing them. But I think the entire like it, it, it would, I guess, because I'm just assuming that he knew what was happening today when he created this, when he created the Barate um arc as well like it just from how consistent he's been he, it's not like anything's been retconned even from back then i would think like there's been nothing no major changes in sanji's character um like we even see uh chef zef again but being described completely accurate like it's almost as like usually when we see animes and stuff we know they are retconning it they we know for a fact, they are not keeping up with episode one and keeping the same thing. This is the only time I would say, like, they, this is probably one of the few, I would say, it's, if there, if there are any slip-ups, it's probably like one or two, but this one, I will say, even since here, it's been exactly consistent the entire time. You know, you, you mentioned that. I need to find, I need to find the interview where he said it, but I remember reading, like, years ago, uh, it was an interview with Oda. He said something along the lines of, because people asked him, how far of the story did you originally plan out? Like, how long did you think One Piece was going to last? 
And oh, he did. He did. Yes. He did. Right? And then and he actually said what his which what which was his favorite one. Like he was like, oh, I can't wait until manga chapter. It was the most recent one of the most recent ones, thousand and something. It was when we got, um, yeah, the that, most recent thing. Yes. Yeah. When that yeah. happened, <laughs> but it's like that just happened. It's like you know, it's funny how a success of a manga with how well it does early on can change its trajectory in some way. Um, because Oda, from what I remember, Oda did not no manga cover really plans like for their manga to be like thousand chapters, you know, later or whatever. Like he he likely has a destination of where he knows he wants it to end, but in terms of what the journey is to that point, he's like, well, I mean. Let's see what the the sales numbers do, because if they're if One Piece sells like ass, I, I'm gonna have to wrap things up pretty quickly. I I want at least to get the key points done. I it, that's it's hard to say that though because with, even with this arc, it, it us talking about it's kind of a short like we you could sum this story up and fill everything in with a team of people, you know, like the creative director, all this other stuff that like gives it concepts and like Sanji's like uh attack names and everything else like you know you can have all that and then as far as like coming up with the entire thing i pretty yeah like the way this is based paced out pretty well and you know they don't like spend too much like, like no pen or no chapter is too long you know like we've never right. gotten like a really long one or like the story hasn't it, there's no been like no hunter hunter type of explanation in three panels like, you know, we don't get any of that with One Piece. So I think I think it's actually, I think every detail in this from one to the end is has probably been calculated, like it's probably been already thought out. Cause no, I just, yeah. I just don't see any of it being other way. Like how can you have been so consistent and kept up with the story since now? Like, it's like, dang, like right. I can't find a single plot hole that's like, Oh yeah, son. You know, like we we only get the four kids in the in the manga interpretation, but that's about it. Like that's there's still no big changes. Like you know, he ate like it, it's just the same things happen. Like it, well, yeah, because I mean, going off of that, every arc up at least up up until now so far, Luffy has recruited someone onto his team for the most part. And you can tell it's something where Oda's like, I know I want to get up to this point with the story. Like there has to be these many people on Luffy's crew. So I cannot waste time in these early arcs, like um, going to, and no, no, not shooting it down, but uh, I can't waste time going to a, an island in the sky. I can't waste time going to a Halloween themed uh, island. You know, not saying those are, we'll get to them when we get to them. But you could tell early on, Oda's like, listen, next arc, we're recruiting the cook. Next arc, we're recruiting the navigator. Next one, brave warrior. Next, like, he is getting things done. And that's building the popularity of One Piece. And then it, it's at a certain point when he realizes, I don't think this story's ending anytime soon. You know what? Let, let's do that Halloween Island. I've been wanting to do that for a while. And I was going to say, I think just, you know, there are points in when he's writing where he's like, yes, he has goals that he wants to check off. And then he's like, you know, he's 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 an entertainer. You know, 
he's he's writing this for his own entertainment knowing we'll like it but it comes to a point where he's like i gotta switch up the formula it can't i just can't keep adding a crew member every single arc you no, know, he it's knew, like, but remember, he there was already a set number. Remember, we actually were yeah, you're right. In the exactly. beginning, I, I want ten members exactly. But and he, we just and we. But that's that's it, what I'm saying though. Know, it's like, like says, <laughs> it can't it can't just be. I reach the number that I want, and then we do these things. We got to see how this crew grows together. With then we add on more members, and then we see how they grow. And so forth, you know, and then right. maybe it just feels too perfect. It just feels too. It's perfect. really perfect, and I'm not gonna question it. <laughs> no, and, and that that's the good thing about it, because you know, like once he gets, to, I don't know, like let's say he got to like crew member like six or seven. By that point, he probably realized One Piece is here for the long run. I can stretch this out so that that tenth member thing. He, maybe he he had that planned like to happen way earlier on before oh. he knew. One piece was, what, what was not going to end. He definitely did. I think Luffy mentioned it to everybody how many people he wanted on his crew. I think he did. Luffy, He's, I want 10. I want yeah. 10. <laughs> and, and Dialogue Sanji, is I think, key. I think everybody asked him. I think Sanji's one of the people that asked him to, uh, was like, how, like, so how many people are you trying to have on the crew? Like, what's, what's it going to be like? Like, what, who else are we looking for? And uh, he gave him an actual number. I want 10. <laughs> chapter, chapter one, I and I'll always remember this because I was like, there's no way Oda brought this up again. But, you know, later, we'll talk about it later. But he said, uh, chapter one, Luffy is uh, about to sail off on his dinghy. He's talking to himself and he's like, yeah, I want 10 members and I want uh, this one, this one. I think I want a musician too. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> and <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> We'll get to it. Right, we'll right. We'll get to it. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would say that wraps up uh, Barate, <laughs> Barati. Say it however you want. <laughs> um, but uh, any any final thoughts on on Barate? Um, just like I guess, how would you rank it so far? Uh, in the East Blue Saga, oh, it's, I, it's number one by far. So far, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, so far. So far. So far. So far. So far. Yeah. So far. So far. There is there is an arc, obviously. Afterwards, two more arcs. No, in East Blue. I guess there's one, but it's like it's kind of like the the palate cleanser before the next moving saga. It's it's a setup arc. Yeah. Right. 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 Probably my favorite. Right. Um, so hey, we'll we'll talk about it next week. I mean, it's it's Arlong, it's Arlong. We'll talk Arlong about Park. Arlong Park. It's the one we all, at least for me, when I recommend One Piece to anyone, I say get, get to, to Arlong, Arlong Park, get yep. to Arlong Park. If you don't like it from there, okay, I, I, all right, drop it. <laughs> You're missing out. You're missing I out. Like, I feel like, I feel like there's another arc that I, I for me personally, that. Really after that or before it oh no after, definitely after that oh, oh see, yeah see i, I, just I give know. them the lowest amount needed to get hooked yes because you so know guess, length is a scary thing for people so i'm like all right you can get to here and that's not too deep into it and if even though it's pretty deep when you, it's like 80 chapters or something i feel like right. i feel you can explain to someone in 30 minutes everything up to like 
CP uh, CP nine. I think you could do that and be like uh, in thirty minutes. I think I think from where we are right now, we spent an hour talking wait, about wait, a restaurant wait, in the no, ocean. Wait, wait, pause, pause, because you got to remember everything, like every up like point that we get, like every time we go to an arc, they do a good amount of flashbacks and they very much repeat who is who, what is what, and why they're here and what are we doing. Like if you actually watch, you will pick it up. Like I have someone that has not watched anything. I'll say probably like pre-punk hazard because I just pretty much updated him on everything. He gets it. He gets it. It's I guess he gets it. He, if you... There's just a lot of this fun stuff he missed. He doesn't it, like he because he'll watch like little clips on YouTube and say, "Oh my god, like I feel it. I kind of want to watch the old stuff, but it's just so much. I don't know. I'm I'm caught up. Like you can I, be I, caught up. Yeah. I guess if you want to give a bastardized version of this this arc right now, you could say. They go to a restaurant ship. They recruit a chef that can kick. Next, <laughs> and then Zoro meets someone that that sets the standard, and Done. then like you, and then that's you know you can take it from there. That's all you need, I guess. In that sense, yes, you could. It, you're missing out a lot, but it's the core. The core point is there, I guess. Um, I'm gonna cry. Watch from watch from uh, episode one. In <laughs> <laughs> it takes time enough. it takes time <laughs> but uh i would say that wraps up our thoughts on barity arc recruitment of sanji as you can see folks this is why we devoted an entire episode to to this one arc there's a lot to talk about moving plot threads introduction of new factions in the world lore expansion there's a lot of moving pieces and next week we're covering Arlong, and <laughs> there's a lot to go in with Arlong. And as we alluded to earlier, we always say, or at least most of us do, get to Arlong. But we'll, we'll talk about Arlong next week. But if you guys enjoyed this episode of our take, our deep dive on Barate, or our pronunciation of the restaurant, however you would like it, uh, let us know your thoughts on all social media platforms we're on instagram youtube twitter facebook and tiktok at the yonko table give us a like give us a shout out let us know what your favorite moment was in this arc and let us know what you think of sanji his introduction his uh filet mignon uh kicks and tricks that he does and his obsession with the ladies we didn't mention his obsession with the ladies but i feel oh. like it goes into more detail, like as time like goes on. Yeah, yeah, they don't they don't really get into it now. Yeah, we're we're okay. Right, right. Uh, I know we mentioned uh, Nami Swan and Robin Schwan already, so we touched it. We touched it. Uh, but yeah, who's Robin? Who's Robin? <laughs> the bird. You guys see birds in this series? Or from Batman? Cool. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Goodness gracious! But. That's all we have for this week, folks. I'm your Yonko host, Dr. Jace Attorney, fellow Yonko Grandmaster Hoop and Supernova's Nino and Kame Chris signing off, folks, and take care.